It's time for Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Let the belching commence! People now, smile on your co-host, everybody come together, try to love one another right now. Do it! Damn it. Why don't we? Has that sentiment left for good? Sorry, we're no longer uh, listening to that sentiment. Uh, you know, Cliff, things still may be closed, but this podcast is always open. Always open for business, 24-7. 24-7, turn it on. It'll put you to sleep. It'll wake you up. It'll get you motivated to exercise, to clean. We got episode no, for everything. No, it won't do any of work. those things. <gasps> <laughs> you implied, Kendall. You well, implied that it would work, and that's just you're going straight to hell. I'm an implier. It's the devil's devil's <laughs> talk. You know, 24-7, it reminded me, have you ever heard this wonderful song called 24-7? It's a Tina Turner song. Mm, how does it go? You know me with songs. <laughs> 24-7. Baby. You you haven't heard it. Let me cut to the chase. <laughs> but anyway, it was a big song. <laughs> the, it wasn't. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if it was a big song, but it was from like the early early two thousands. And it was it's the best song on a really good album called Twenty Four Seven. That was a Tina Turner song. A lot of them were kind of not really dance songs, but they were like real more poppy than you would think of for Tina Turner. The pop phase. Uh-huh. But Twenty Four Seven was more what you would think of for her and it was so good and my friend heather and i we went to the tina turner 24 7 tour and we loved it with the one exception of that she didn't sing 24 7 <laughs> and at Bye. the end of it we're like it's the name of the tour you did and you uh. didn't sing it i mean every it was great nutbush city limits is a wonderful closer but we were hoping for 24 7 and that's my story about that That's like going to Billy Joel concert called Piano Man and not playing Piano Man. Right, 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 right. Okay, and uh, his last song would be that uh, about Vienna. What does that song mean? What does it mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's up to interpretation. But I always, I mean, I've, I've watched him talk about what his songs mean. But I think Vienna is is all about like not getting caught up in like getting anxious about things. Like relax, slow down, you know. Things, things will wait for you, you know. Where's the fire? What's the hurry? 
but you better cool it off before you burn it out. You got so much to do and only so many hours in a day. I don't. I'd have to go back and listen to the lyrics, but it's it, it's it's like something with the underlying storyline of like Venice, Italy, I believe. And but it, the really the tone or the theme of it is like to slow down, calm down. You know, it's okay. You're gonna make it. Okay. Don't get too upset. Well, I'd never heard it except for like you singing. Oh, I love it. The middle part of it <laughs> before, but the other day I was watching it and it was on a show. And somebody else was singing it, and I thought, what is this terrible song? Why didn't they just sing oh. a real song? Oh. And then oh. when they started singing the chorus, I thought, oh, this is that song that Kendall sings. <laughs> uh, they did a version on Smash, if you need uh, another version. Oh, was it was it a Smash when they did it? It was a Smash. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was a late night what is it? <laughs> it was a graveyard smash. <laughs> you got your passion, you got your pride. But don't you know that only fools are satisfied? Dream on, but don't imagine they'll all come true. Ooh, when will you realize Vienna waits for you? Oh, the Monster Mash is what it was. Um, um, Cliff, um, I, yes. you know, we've, we've been here so many days. We're all going crazy. But I did, you know, I thought about, you know, I used to I used to be into modeling. Modeling clay? No, it was, no, you know that when you watch the news and they have those stories about fat people and they need shots of people from the neck down? Right. Well, I had just the right amount of bounce. And so I worked uh-huh. for a lot of different ABC, CBS, you know, NBC. So... I thought about getting back into that, and I'm putting on some pounds. I thought, but I got to film some new footage with me wearing a mask, walking around with jiggle. I think these days you're too fat because there's a line that they don't want to cross. And oh no! And you've crossed it, and it's where <laughs> it, it's no longer just we all get a kick out of look at that fat piece of shit. It's more like, oh, this person they're they're about to keel over and die. Well, I guess I'll call a different show to do some modeling. <laughs> better call a different show. Kendall better call Maury Povich, and you could be one of those people who's afraid of vegetables, and you can run away. <laughs> um, but no, we're not talking about fat people today, Cliff. That's what every <laughs> week is talking about in the subtext of the show. But this week, it's the top ten countdown of things. Uh, to, is it? It's to do with the bed. Or yeah, to the do best... The best 10 things about bed. About bed. The top 10 things about bed, Kendall. It's a wonderful new countdown from Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Oh, you, you got... I cannot wait for the countdown of the countdown shows. I really am looking forward to it. We got we to gotta do 10, and then we'll count them down. <laughs> All right, should I start us out with number 10? I think I should start us out this, okay. this year, Kendall. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Kendall, I think one of... The top ten, the top ten, top ten. I think, I think, number ten, number ten, about, about, going to bed, going to bed is the best thing. Am I making sense? Am I coming through? The the best of the last ten of the best. First thing, number ten on the top ten things about bed is when you, you know, when you have like just a terrible dream. Whether it's a terrible dream of like somebody killing you. Or like maybe you've accidentally murdered someone, but then and you're having this awful nightmare. It puts the night and the mare into the nightmare, mm-hmm. and then you 
you wake up and you realize that it is not really happening. It's a great feeling. Great feelings. It's oh, oh, that didn't happen. Oh, have you ever felt that? Do you love that? Oh yes, I love that. And and just as much as I love that, I hate when I'm having a dream like I'm I'm eating like a whole table of food and I wake up and I'm just like, mm, man, I'm hungry. Oh, I love that because I feel like, oh, I tricked my brain into thinking that I was eating, <laughs> but I didn't. I just wish I tricked my stomach when I wake up. Though. I'm like, ooh, now I need to go eat a huge breakfast to make up for all that. Now, Kendall, have you ever dreamed that, that you died? No. I, I didn't think you could dream that you died. <laughs> I did. I dreamed it. And here's how it happened. <laughs> I did. And I, I was in this. Here's in the dream. I was in the front seat of a van somewhere and i don't know who i was with or but what i remember is this i was in the front seat of a van and there were these people with like machine guns in front of us and all of a sudden they started shooting and then i i was riddled with bullets and i like fell back and it was like i passed out and i was dead well what happened when you died i don't know and then eventually i woke up i don't know what happened Uh, i I thought you had the great answer to the the world's questions, Cliff. Uh, This whole show, every episode is the answer. We're just giving it to you in bits and bits every week. You gotta, it's like a puzzle. It's like a 10,000 piece puzzle. We're giving you one piece a week. If you listen to all 1 million episodes that we produce, you will understand the meaning of life. Um, Well, that's great. And you are correct that when you wake up from a terrible dream, that's a wonderful thing about bed. Wonderful. Unfortunately, listeners, this is really happening. You're really listening to the show. <laughs> it's really happening. There's no waking up from this. Um, Cliff, number nine on that list. Number nine. <sighs> number nine. I bet it won't be as good as my number ten waking up from a terrible dream. I bet it will. And I know you're gonna you're gonna question why this is so far down the list, but once you hear me out, you will understand it. Number nine. Sex, Cliff. Sex. 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 Sex, Cliff. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because, number one, sex can be done anywhere. It doesn't have to be done in a bed. So, why, why put it at like up at the top, you know? Also... Number two is that there's so many other things that are that require so much less work and sweat and anxiety to do in the bed that aren't sick. So that's why it made it to number nine. Well, let me tell you, I'm surprised it even got to number nine because <laughs> it is not on my list at all because I don't even like to have sex in the bed. I like to have sex on the floor. I like to have sex on parts of a couch. I like... Oh my God, you're so hot. Sex, sex, sex. Come sex, my sex. Head, let me get on top. Sex, oh sex, my sex. God, soaking wet, back and forth till we break the bed. You got other things. Okay? On a roller coaster, in a boat. <laughs> Please, I need somewhere where I can get a little bit of leverage, somewhere <laughs> sturdy that's not moving, and the bed is bouncing and it's. Uh, See, fat people don't like having sex in the bed because you end up crushing people. <laughs> it's a it's just a crush crush. It's a crush uh crush zone. 
Irresistible handcuffs, blindfolds, string of pearls, neckties, silk scarf, silver chains, pretty girls, thigh highs, leather mask, high heels, golden mask, perfume, switchblade, absinthe, nose akin, chopsticks, underwear, barber soap, dental chair, fishnets, satin sheets, garter belt, raw meat, candlelight, keyhole, leather belt, meat stone, golden shower, latex thong, but I'm glad you had to include it. I'm sure there are a few people out there who enjoy boning in, in bed. I, I'm looking out for them, Cliff. I'm looking out for them. Oh, <laughs> what, what are you talking about in here? Oh, my. I know. I, I heard you wrong. There's no way you could be talking about what I think you're talking about, dear. Kendall, he was talking about phoning I'm- in bed, phoning people. And talking on the phone. Oh, goodness. I'm so glad that's what it was. Oh, yes. I love phoning. I used to phone Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn every night in bed. That was before we were married. Oh, dear. And every night I would tell you it's improper etiquette to phone in the bed, and we, I would make you get up and go sit at the desk. Oh, that's true. Many a night I would fall asleep at my desk with the phone in my hand. Oh, me too, dear. I would have a doily to cover me up. <laughs> All right. Well, now, what are you guys up to today? Dear, it's wonderful. I don't know if you heard, but there's a marathon of Touched by an Angel on television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wonderful praise show. the Lord. Oh, yes. praise him. It's been on all day, boys. <laughs> We've already watched several episodes. <laughs> Very moving. How many times today have you heard, I'm an angel sent by God? <laughs> We've stopped <laughs> counting. <laughs> <laughs> Too many times, dear. It's wonderful. Every time, a blessing. <laughs> you know, they remind me of you, sugar lump. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're angelic beauty and their innate goodness shine through. <laughs> oh, goodness dear. That's blasphemy. I could never reach that level. <laughs> oh, well, that is fun. Have you seen any fun guest stars? I know I used to love the episodes where uh, when Kathy Lee Gifford, she was on some, and I would I did watch those. Those were great. Oh, dear, I think we did see that episode. There's been so many wonderful ones, but who needs special guest stars when you have such a wonderful cast? Oh, and when your real star is the Lord himself. <laughs> oh, now is he credited in the credits? <laughs> I bet he's uncredited. He's like uh, he's like an Alan Smithy type on the uh-huh. on that. Dear, he can't be putting his name on everything. <laughs> oh, very improper. That's only something Satan would do. <laughs> yes, dear. Oh, oh. Terrible. Oh, dear, should we get back? Is the commercial break over? Oh, I'm sure it is. We've been in here way too long. Oh, no. There they, go. they are having a great time. I, see, we need to find more shows to binge. I feel like we're running out. Well, we are. That's why I have to go back and back and back. I've been going back through uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Can I talk for 10 more minutes about Kimmy Schmidt another week? Because it was <laughs> why not? so good. But no, one thing that I did watch this week. Oh. Yes, what? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I went to watch that, by the way, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. And I hit play and it said, you cannot watch it on this device. They had a whole like thing they had filmed. He was like a robot. It was like, I'm from Netflix. It was funny. But it was saying I couldn't watch it on that device. And I'm like, I got to watch it on a computer or something? It's like, or you need a new TV or this. And I'm like, so it really bummed me out. And it that's why I hadn't watched it yet. Oh, no. Well, maybe try on your other TV or something. I watched well, it on my TV. 
I'm gonna try on my computer. I, it, I, it was through like an Apple TV or something. I don't know. Oh, maybe so, because of Apple. Yeah, and then, you know I only have like two devices here at the shop with me, so. Oh, why? Why can shit just not be compatible? I know. Well, that's what we were talking about earlier. Why does shit just not work? <laughs> that was our that was our pre-show dialogue we were having. It just Nothing doesn't works. work. <laughs> and it, I feel like Apple especially is like they'll come out with something new like, "Oh, well by the way, it doesn't work with anything we've ever produced before." Yeah, you're going to need new cables, new everything. Uh-huh. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. If I ever get alone in the room with that guy who makes those choices, Right after I get out of the room alone with the guy from Kimmy Schmidt from Netflix who said, oh, we don't need any more Kimmy Schmidt. We're good. <laughs> oh, no, Netflix. Oh, no, you didn't. You Trust me, you do not want to be in a room alone with this guy. Psycho music is the only thing that will be playing. You'll hear the... He's going to hit you in the face with a hard drive. It's going to... Or worse. <laughs> That's the best possible <laughs> outcome. I'll tell you right this. where he'll put it. But anyway, can you go back to the other spectrum of wonderful things, talking about things that we want to watch. I yes. watched, uh, it was on YouTube, and I'd never sat and watched the whole thing before, because you can't buy it. It's not available. It was Madonna Blonde Ambition Tour from Tokyo, 1990. Oh. And I was... I saw her on last night on something I was watching about the music of the 80s, and uh -huh. they were talking about that tour, and I was, I actually thought of you, and I was like, oh, I wonder if Cliff has seen this tour. Little did I know, you were watching it on the internet. I, I was, and I have to tell you, I hope that for everybody out there, there is something that you can watch and turn on and get, or even like a tree, whatever you like to sit and look at. You know, I just, if it gives you half of the pleasure just the sheer joy of me watching that whole tour because any tour of madonna i would i would feel like that but this tour above all tours because it's from the the album right after like a prayer and right after the i'm breathless album the one that has the dick tracy songs mm -hmm. on it there's uh and there's a part where the dancers come out and they're they're in like dick tracy trench coats uh -huh. and hats and stuff but then it's madonna's so and this is 30 years ago this maybe this is why they won't let her release it on dvd but like then they open their trench coats and of course they've just got on like you know diamond studded speedos or, or whatever <laughs> like like uh, exotic dancers uh-huh uh-huh uh -huh. And then they, the Dick Tracys, they all pair off and start dancing with each other. What about Dick Tracy? Dick, that's an interesting name. Dick. My bottom hurts just thinking about it. It's just so crazy to me, but it was just so incredible. So hopefully there's something out there for you, Kendall, whether it's looking at a tree or smelling a dog's mouth or something that gives you half as much joy. I do love all those things, but they are just under listening to the show. That's ah! that's my thing. That's what the listeners are screaming. They're saying, this is it. This is it for me. I hope so. I hope that's what they're yelling. Uh -huh. uh, Cliff, you got a number yes. eight for us. <gasps> Number eight. Let's see. Let me bring it up here. This is definitely much better than sex. Number nine. 
Don't you love? Did you do this when you were a small child? Did you have a tent on your bed? <gasps> oh, yeah, like a fort or something you build yeah. around it. Yeah. Well, and I had these. I had like a... It was like sheets, and but then it was like a tent, and it had these things that were... So it was like a, a real, like a camping tent almost. Oh. And it was fixed. It was like part of the sheets. Uh-huh. And it was like... It may have been, it was either like Transformers or He-Man, Masters of the Universe uh, oh. themed. But it, And you could zip it and unzip it, and you could like be in your own nah. universe. I grew up real poor. We just used a garbage bag and made our own tent. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up dirty. Grew up poor. Grew up poor. Wolves didn't even hang around our door, not a crumb to spare. And the cupboard bed. And I had the gift of imagination. I could change. My situation anytime I chose I could always go down paradise road well Kendall in my ivory tower where I grew up <laughs> I had I had this tent and it was so wonderful and I remember being in the tent and I had my little uh, it was like a little Fisher Price tape player uh-huh. and I would listen to like the story tapes and the um, like the chipmunk tapes mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and oh, it was just so wonderful, just a magical wonderland. Well, I had the gift of imagination. Paradise <laughs> is a state of mind. The sun shines warm and all the time, and the rain don't blow, and the wind don't blow on Paradise Road. Oh, uh, that that was wonderful though. I loved that. I loved building any kind of fort out of anything. Yeah, I used to take boxes of cardboard and build huge like mazes in the backyard and then it would rain and everything would just collapse and I'd cry for days. Uh there you go. But that's neither here nor there. No. The that was number eight, a tent in the bed. <laughs> you good old bed tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go for number seven. This is one of the things I love about being in the bed. When it's like real cold in the room it's just like freezing and you get these big huge blankets that you're like covered up with and you're just so snug being snug when you're in, as a bug oh, yeah i love being snug in a bed kendall i love it when it's cold enough to do that it's such a luxury well and i don't think i felt that since i was four because i'm so fat i'm hot all the time but I do. I love that feeling when it's so cold and you just need massive piles of blankets to try to keep warm. Oh, I sometimes I just marvel because at some of the places back in the years, back through the years, I go wandering. <laughs> there he goes wandering once again. And I think I've lived places where it was so cold. How cold was it? It was so cold that not only did I have to have just several blankets, I would sleep with, with like a sweatshirt and like long pajama pants on. You know what I slept in what? when I was a kid? Garbage bag. No. <laughs> so they would work for a tent yeah. or clothing. Um, no, I slept in a gown. I loved uh-huh. gowns. Big, long, like like Christmas carol oh, yeah. sleeping gowns. No place on earth compares with home and every path will bring me back from where i roam bless us all that as we live we always comfort and forgive we have so much that we can share 
everywhere. And then you just, it had so much freedom. It was so free. <laughs> Why will society not let us, Cliff and Kindle types, let's get back to the the Roman toga or something like that where you got a little more freedom? I know, right? Those constricting pants. You expect me to put those back on? No. <laughs> I'll never wear pants again. I'll never wear pants again. As God is my witness. I will be pantsless. Um. I was going to say, before number six, I think I want to tell you something. Oh, and that's not a joke. <laughs> it's not. I want to tell you a joke, though. Oh, joke Stop time. bad jokes. Oh, it's not a joke. <laughs> joke time in the city. All right, hold on. Here we go. Hot jokes in the city. Yeah. Right here. All right. Cliff. Yes. This one is for all the virtuosos out there. So Whoa. This singer says to her piano player, I'd like to do my funny Valentine tonight, but how about we arrange it a little? And the piano player, he says, okay, how about this? We do the first chorus in G minor. Then we modulate to G sharp minor for the second chorus in 5 4 time. Then we'll modulate to A minor in 3 4 time for the bridge and then cut off the last three bars. She said, Well, that sounds complicated. And the piano player says, Well, that's how you did it last night. Oh, take Complicated, that. Cliff. But those virtuosos will get it and they're laughing out loud right now. Oh, I got it. All right, here we go. <laughs> Kendall, one day, a man, he walked into a dentist's office, and he asked how much it would cost to extract wisdom teeth. $80, <laughs> the dentist said. And the man says, well, that's a ri- ridiculous amount. And isn't there a cheaper way? Oh, well, the dentist said, if uh, you don't use an, an anesthetic, I can knock the price down to $60. Looking annoyed, the man says, Well, that's still too expensive. And the dentist says, Well, if I save on anesthesia and simply rip the teeth out with a pair of pliers, I can knock the price down to $20. Nope, moans the man. That's still too much. Ooh, well, says the dentist, scratching his head. If I let one of my students do it, I suppose I can knock the price down to $10. Marvelous, says the man. Book my wife for next Tuesday. Oh, book them, Dano. <laughs> oh, see you next Tuesday, said that dentist. I bet he did. Uh, Cliff. One day, two old folks were playing cards when one looked at the other and said, Now, don't get mad at me. I know we've been friends for a long time, but I just can't think of your name. <laughs> I've thought and I've thought, but I can't remember it. Will you please tell me what your name is? And the friend glared at her, and she said, for at least three minutes, she just stared and glared. Finally, she said, how soon do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> like two sparrows in a hurricane. And that was a little story about us in a nursing home when we're older. Trying to find their way. Kendall, guess who? Little Johnny. Oh, little Johnny. He finished his summer vacation, and he went back to school. Two days later, his teacher phoned his mother to tell her that he was uh, misbehaving. Wait a Uh minute, she said. I had Johnny with me for three months, and I never called you once when he misbehaved. Whoa! It's called tit for tat. Tit for tat. (laughs) Oh, it sounds bad when you say it, Kendall. Oh, everything does. Cliff, do you know the definition for perfect pitch? I think I do. 
I think you're wrong. It's when you throw the banjo into the dumpster and it lands on the accordion. <laughs> As for all those accordion haters out there. <laughs> Kendall, there was an old couple in church. And during the service, the wife whispers, I have just let out a silent but deadly fart. What should I do? And the old husband, he says, put a fucking battery in your hearing aid. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> and God bless. Uh, I gotta take a break after those. Uh-huh. But before I do. Yes. I want to hit you with number six. All right. D- maybe I hit you with number six. Oh, yeah. Why don't you hit me with number six? I'm so off because normally I start out the countdown, so I'm, I'm so off. Uh, so off for so many reasons. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we're, we're about to make an angel food cake in honor of uh, this wonderful television show we've been watching called Touched by an Angel. <laughs> oh, it's so lovely and heavenly. And they're just doing so many good things for so many people. It just made us want a little bit of angel cake to go along with the experience. Oh, yes. So, do you have any sugar in here? Uh. Oh, I do have, yeah. Hold on. It's right oh. And I have a fork over here. I would love to join in on the process when you get the angel food cake finished. All right, yeah, you just let us know when you got that, uh, you know, out of the oven, when it's piping hot. I'm sure there's not enough to go around here, but if there is, I, of course, will be sharing. You know, it's Pop oh, Yeah. All right. All right, Quirk Pod, did you get that cake pad I asked for? Uh-uh. <sighs> okay. Oh, angel food cake sounds good. Yeah, I know, six. and it's so light, you can just eat all the angel food cakes that you want. You can eat it all. Like binge watching Touched by an Angel, I'll binge eat the whole angel food cake. You could. Angel food cake is basically like eating a cucumber. All right, Kendall, are you ready for number six? I'm so ready. It hurts. Don't you love when you are in bed and you're so sick? You're really sick, but you're laying in bed and it's like you can, you know, it really is just such a wonderful uh, uh, thing to lay in bed, and because it makes you feel better, yep, yep, and you're yep, you regenerate, yep. and you're you know you're sort of asleep, and you're coming in and out of being asleep, and it's just oh, but you're so sick, and everything's achy, but it feels good laying in the bed. And- yeah, isn't it just wonderful oh, yeah. being in bed sick? because <laughs> it also means you're not at work <laughs> <laughs> exactly I love it I'm in agreement speaking of uh, the same thing I do in the bed every night yeah. I gotta get up to take another piss Cliff uh, so I need to take a break <laughs> uh oh emergency bathroom break emergency bathroom break but we will return soon after that alright been a great show so far and i'm told it only gets better stay tuned for more cliff and kindle coast to coast bizarre encounters call and hear real people as they come face to face with bizarre encounters are they from next door or are they from if you only make one phone call in your life 
make it to Bizarre Encounters. $2 first minute, 45 cents additional minutes. If you're under 18, get your parents' permission to call. And we're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time. I did not follow. I did not follow. Sorry, I got so distracted, Cliff. I'm, I'm very excited to share something with you. You are? Yes. I looked up, while we're on the break, the Billy Joel Vienna song. Because I, I couldn't remember. So, Billy Joel said he was with his father in Vienna. And he saw this little old woman, like she was sweeping the street, you know. And he said, oh, I feel so bad for her. And the dad said, don't. She does a public service for us or something like that. And then he also said that uh, when he wrote the song, it came to him really fast because he has the observation that you have your whole life to live. A lot of people in their 20s think that they have to get it all together by the 30s and they kill themselves trying to get to that golden ring. And the lyrics say, slow down, you crazy child. You have your whole life. And uh, we tend to put old, older people away. It's about young people. But you have your whole lifespan, so you can still be having a good time when you're old. Don't don't worry about having to do it all while you're young. Oh, isn't that a great sentiment? Slow down, you're doing fine. You can't be everything you wanna be before your time. Although it's so romantic on the borderline. Borderline. Feels like I'm going to Back to reality, Kendall. Back to reality, I know. I'm trying to where were we? Where were we in reality? But we were not in bed. In reality, we're here. We're here. We're in our podcasting booth here in Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churns Butter Churn Pottery and Butter, the furthest place from bed. I know. And of course, yesterday I felt so bad because I slipped on that banana peel and I slid right into that big display of pottery that Crockpot has just just thrown, just got right out of the kiln, and I just smashed right into it. I mean, I felt bad for her. But I will say, somebody slipping on a banana peel is surprisingly, actually, really funny. Well, let me tell you, it was, I learned a long time ago, once I was somewhere and I thought, this will be really funny. I'll slip on a banana peel in front of, in front of these people, because like, as a joke, because like, some people knew I was going to do it and some people didn't. But let me tell yeah. you, even when you're expecting to slip, those motherfuckers are pretty damn slippery. There's a reason <laughs> that the Three Stooges just go down over and over and over on the banana peel. There's a, re- a reason that trope has survived so long in American history, because they are actually slippery. It's funny because it's true. It's one of those things. Okay. No, you know, a week or two or three or four ago, I gave you that list of 
DVDs that I'd bought. Yes. Because I was I'm a compulsive shopper. I, I started listening to that episode. It's still playing. You read it's them still, all. The, the, you're in the middle of the list. <laughs> but no, I was, you know, sometimes, do you ever do this where you're just sitting and you sort of like analyze yourself? Like, why would I do that? What's the root cause of this? Oh, yeah. And of course, one of the root causes, I feel like is because just in, we're living in just this nightmare world where we wish we could wake up in bed but we can't and it's just a nightmare world where we feel like we have no control no power over anything Mm -hmm. even more so than usual yeah yeah and and when i have those like paranoid feelings like when i thought oh my god what if i don't buy jim and the holograms the complete series (laughs) right now and then i can't ever get it again because it's out of print how many more cycles of production is that going to go into and so i i thought i've got to exert some power some control and get these dvds to have them don't you think am i not right dr blathers are you listening you well you are right and you know being so close to the end of the world they're not going to be making a lot of this stuff anyway so we do need to get them right but uh speaking of self-analyzing i have to do that when i'm on the phone with dr blathers because it keeps cutting in and out i just have to analyze myself well the last time i talked to him on the phone he was talking into his shoe he'd been watching get smart that steve carell movie mm-hmm. and he thought the phone was the shoe and the shoe was the phone i was talking to his foot but anyway kendall speaking of those dvds i have a small addendum to make i forgot one i figured you might <laughs> I forgot one, and it was an one old, list or one movie. <laughs> well, you'll see where I'm going with this. But no, I I forgot this one off of the original list. It's a movie called The Intruder. It's an '80s horror movie where they're in a grocery store. Really, I have never heard of that one. You need to look it up. It is so good. If only you like, it's really good anyway. But it's you just get to be in this '80s grocery store for for a whole movie. It's wonderful. Yeah. But then I also I bought just a couple just more a couple. because I just I was so mad and angry one day. So I bought this old movie called uh, Whatever Happened to Aunt Alice, which is in, it's in the same genre as like Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. It's a movie where like Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, where it's like older actresses, but in sort of a scary movie. Uh-huh. And it's uh, Geraldine Page and Ruth Gordon, who was in Harold and Maude. Oh, it's oh, about this. Oh, it's oh. about this woman who she's left without any money from when her husband dies, and she to continue her lifestyle, she starts killing her maids and she buries <laughs> them in the yard. That does sound fun. <laughs> it's great. It's great, and it was really. It was scary, and they're they're both just so good. Which brings me back, one small detour, back to Jim and the Holograms. Remember <laughs> how I was talking about that? Well, I do. in season one, Jim and the Holograms, they make a movie called Star Bright. It's either Star Bright or Starlight. I can't remember. One of the other. First star I see tonight. <laughs> uh-huh. And in season two, Jim is nominated as Best Actress at the Oscars for that movie. <laughs> And what was really fun was their Jim, she goes on a talk show with all of the other female nominees in her category, right? Mm-hmm. And the other nominees were Sigourney Reaver, <laughs> Meryl Saint, and Geraldine Pathos. But then I also bought, I had to buy Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. Have you ever seen that? No, I've never heard of that. Oh my God, 
it's a trauma movie. You have to watch it. All right, I'm, I'm going to have to write all these down. Bitch, are you loca? How could you not? You, I think you especially would love Sergeant Kabuki Man. Um, okay, and then... I had to buy all of me the Steve <gasps> Martin. That is one of my favorites. And, well, let me tell you, I was trying to buy it on Amazon, and it says, we don't know. We're out of stock. We don't know when this will be back into stock. And so I bought it from another store from a used store it's on because i thought because oh, i got paranoid it's on hbo and i already watched it on HBO. oh that's what it was because I, I was like i saw it and i was like oh i want to watch that yeah. just the other day well watch it now because amazon does not know when they will be back in stock that, but uh, i got it for that's when i got it for like three dollars at a used so store that movie and i'm sorry to break up what you're doing but when i was a kid I love yeah. that movie and i didn't know the name of it and this was back before internets and imdbs and shit and I was like, I gotta find that movie. It's Steve Martin. And everybody kept telling me it was another Steve Martin movie. And I rented it and it was the wrong one. And I was devastated for years until I finally found it again. But it is one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. And Lily Tomlin is so funny. Yeah. And, and when he's when she's like inside of him, she's possessed him. And they're going to the bathroom. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, okay, I need you to shake my penis. And she says, how dare you say penis to a dead woman? <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. It's so, Oh, the man with two brains is what everybody told me it was. Oh. Because it yeah. made sense. Anyway, uh, are there more on your list? Only a few. <laughs> and uh, then I had to watch Speed because I was thinking about Sandra Bullock and how much I loved oh. her. I was like, oh my God, I got to get Speed. Have you watched Speed lately? Not lately, no. Talk about your thrill rides. <laughs> Kendall, you need to book a passenger seat on Speed the bus. It is so good. But no, it's so good. And then I just, a couple more really quickly. I, I got Tromeo and Juliet. Did you ever see that one? The Troll Romeo and Juliet? No, it's Tromeo from Troma. I was like, it's not Tromeo, it's Nomeo with Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then I got Victor Victoria. I got On a Clear Day, You Can See Forever. And I got Basket Case 3, because I didn't know there was a 3. I thought it's the stopped at Basket Case 2, uh, but then there's a 3. I think I saw, I think I saw all three Basket Cases when I was a kid. Uh, we are living in the Basket Case universe because everything <laughs> is just that grotesque and ridiculous that is life now. yeah but only that's life. i got a couple more coming speaking of life it's a movie called wild life starring jake gyllenhaal which i was so worried was never even going to come out on dvd and finally finally for real the criterion collection wised up and they're putting it out and about time about goddamn time criterion next up chipmunk adventure that's what i gotta say <laughs> And then finally, I got Poultrygeist, which is another trauma movie. Sometimes you just got to have a trauma movie to make you feel something. And then, uh, and then I got the Flintstones, because you got to have the Flintstones movie oh, on Blu-ray. That's a good one. I just watched that one the other night, too. Oh, uh, and just because uh, they don't make them like that anymore. Oh, they, don't. they don't. I remember going to Universal Studios and seeing the props from the sets that they had all set up for the Flintstones when they made it. Yeah. Well, the Flintstones and, like, the basket cases, like, they don't make them with, mm. like, that horrible makeup and stuff that those yeah. people have to wear. They don't do that anymore. Now, they're like, hit that button on the computer. <laughs> <sighs> Idiots. Hollywood, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Well, because I did, I got a bill from the motel, <laughs> apparently. <sighs> apparently, I left a drink sitting on a very expensive antique end table that is in the room, and it's going to cost me $1,800 to replace it. So What? 
people that are listening and are afraid that Cliff is never going to learn his lesson. He's learned it. He doesn't need to learn it anymore. Okay? Got it. No more. I need you to show me a picture of what that furniture is so I don't set anything on mine in my room. Uh-oh. <laughs> my goodness, dear. Sorry. There's just a bit of break in the show, dear. We thought we'd come in and snap it and say hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, did you pick you know. a good time? <laughs> it's a great time. It's, oh, yes, because we're going to need you to hear something weird. Oh, that too. I meant because you just missed Cliff's list of movies that he just bought. <laughs> oh, dear. He, he's already read the list to us earlier. <laughs> Could you believe that list? Now, let, you, let me go over it one more time just so no, no, I can dear. tell you We've exactly about everyone. Many times. Oh, no. Oh, my bowels. Oh. Oh, they don't want to hear any more oh. things that you bought. <laughs> very, very financially unstable there, boy. Well, they're not going to like the, what they hear next either. It's time for some weird news. Oh, you want to hear oh. something weird? Weird, weird, weird. Oh, no, no, dear. We, we, we're in such a high from the from the TV show, dear. We don't want to bring it down. I hope these things are about angels doing the Lord's work, boys. As you know, everybody's been in quarantine. There's been no sports, no football for me over here. But you know, they started playing some baseball games in South Korea, or um, some well, baseball and soccer. And uh, in the soccer uh, stadiums over there, they feel a little silly because they decided to put some mannequins out in the in the stands to make the players feel like there were audience members watching. Uh-huh. And they accidentally bought some of a not-so-proper nature that were used for other acts other than just watching baseball and soccer. My bowels! Pardon me, but I don't even want to know what those mannequins are used for. I think I speak for all of us that you do not want to know. Well, unfortunately, Kendall, I have the exact same news story, and I've got to say that the Soul Team, they are blaming all of this on their supplier, which provides both sex dolls and clothing mannequins and they had been told they are not adult products but they are it went out without a doubt even though they said they were oh. deeply sorry what a terrible company oh, i won't be buying funky or opie any dolls from that company oh. wow well, that's a that's a good plan <laughs> right that is a good oh. plan good plan so, uh, so with that that count as your weird news story you got another one well you know the fans were the ones to point out that they were sex dolls and the fans they said just look at the breasts they're three or four times bigger <laughs> than those of normal mannequins and that's how they even knew because the fans were they just knew so much about sex dolls that they pointed it out well see i was trying to keep it real rated g for mrs potter butter butter term snodbottom Oh, I stopped listening a few minutes ago. Boy. <laughs> Me too, dear. I was praying. <laughs> I thought it best for my bowels if I heard no more. <laughs> Whatever's good for your bowels, keep doing it. All right, well, Kendall, you, what's your next one? That, that, yeah, I'll count that as one of mine, too. Okay, well, oh, there was this woman, Cliff. She was speaking of dreaming. She was having a dream. Dream. In her dreams. Dream, 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 dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bad guy appeared. Oh, no. And he was robbing them, Cliff. And so she was so worried that the 2.4 carat diamond that her fiancé had just given her 
was going to be stolen, so she swallowed it to make sure it wasn't stolen. Well, then when she woke up, Cliff, and Mrs. Potter yeah. Butter Turn and Mr. Snotbottom, she was relieved that she wasn't being robbed, but she was a little less relieved when she realized that she had actually swallowed her engagement ring. So oh. she said she just popped that sucker off and threw it in her mouth and swallowed it with a glass of water. But so it turns out that they did not want to wait it out because they were worried something might happen. So they did have to give her some surgery, but everything turned out great. She's got it back again. Back streets, back. All right. And the wonderful story that every was reunited <laughs> with their property. Oh, if you say it was wonderful, I agree, dear. I love reunions. Though Those were always my favorite segments on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, yes, dear. They give an update on how the story was. Oh, yes. The return of a lost loved one. Oh, they should have a reunion touched by an angel. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, exactly. I'll start writing a letter to Hollywood. That's a wonderful idea. All right, well, I've got another weird news item, and it is about a surgeon who removed a rusty knife from a man's head, which has been embedded there for 26 years. He didn't notice? He noticed. It was a (laughs) four-year-old. He noticed! Uh, It had been there since he was violently mugged, in 1994, the year Speed blasted its wow. way into Tired. theaters and into <laughs> our hearts at above 50 miles an hour. But anyway, he just watched Speed, and then he was violently mugged and stabbed in the brain. Ooh, terrible. But the doctors, I know, it's awful, but the doctors left it in his head because they said that it would be even more dangerous to remove it but I guess medical science has advanced. <laughs> or he just needed a second opinion. Amen. 26 late, years later, he got a second opinion. And <laughs> a, a neurosurgeon, uh, they said the blade was at the base of the skull, lodged against his eye socket, and pressing against his <laughs> optic nerve. And the only way to resolve the problem was to remove it once and for all. It took two hours, and the guy, he's already recovering, and he can walk around, and his head pains are gone. He has regained full sight in his right eye. And the guy said, I couldn't even laugh, yawn, or cough. And, oh, they said, the doctors have ended my nightmare of more than 20 years. Speaking of nightmares. I bet those doctors were actually angels, dear, and they were touching him touching him like an angel. <laughs> oh, I think definitely so, dear. I can feel the Lord's hand in that one for sure. Must have been what that movie Knives Out was all about, Cliff. That's what Knives Out was about. You, <laughs> you can bet it's going to be worked into the sequel. I've got one more weird news story for you real quick. This is a fast one. All right, lay it on <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, you know, there are dogs that can sniff out prostate cancer. Oh. They just go right up and sniff on your butt, and they can tell. Well, they've decided to start using these same dogs to sniff out people with coronavirus. Oh. Isn't this crazy? It is. They've, 
they took a little swab. They make these people wear masks that have coronavirus, and they swab them, and they teach the dogs what it smells like. And then these dogs at airports, they just go around, and they say, oh, got coronavirus. Oh, I, I love hearing about dogs. <laughs> oh, they yes, adorable? me too, dear. <laughs> Yes. You can teach them to do almost anything. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I think we better get back. I hope we haven't missed too much of our wonderful show. Oh, goodness, dear. I hope we didn't spend too much time in the booth. <laughs> oh, not again. Oh, oh, oh Corkpot, make sure that you've got the TV up. Wait, what? They, they didn't mention anything about the angel food cake. Uh, it's, I'm them. sure it's still baking, Kendall. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure we didn't miss out. Oh, Kendall, I don't know what planet you're living on, but I don't know what planet I'm living on either. I don't know. We're living on the wrong one, whichever one it's it is. It's the wrong one. It is but, the wrong damn planet. Don't you feel like everybody, I feel like everybody has been driven insane, and it's just coming out in different ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I feel like people are starting to realize like everything in society is like a total joke, and... Mm-hmm. It's it's all just ridiculous, and I would when I wake up to that, I would hope that that would mean like that people would say, "Oh, well, let's just come on, people now, smile on your brother, everybody come together, try to love one another." That's not what right they're singing though. Now. No, they're singing, oh, "Get go, get it for yourself." Screw everybody else. Nobody else matters. There goes Mr. Skin Flint. There goes Mr. Green. There goes Mr. Green. Um, if they gave a prize for being mean, the winner would be him. That's the song everybody's singing now. Uh, Cliff. Yeah. But it's time for number five on the countdown. Oh, five. Number five. Don't jive, Kendall. Give, <laughs> I'm give not going to jive. Cliff. <laughs> yeah. One of the great things about the bed it's when you just, I, this may be more of a me thing, I don't know. Uh-oh. But when you change the sheets and they're fresh and they're tight and they're clean, you just like can snuggle into bed and move your feet around. They just feel so silk and clean and smooth. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it too. Every 18 months <laughs> when I change the sheets. Every 18 minutes, it Cliff. Is... It's wonderful. <laughs> now, it is, it is. It's such a nice feeling. The clean. It's such a good feeling to lay in a clean bed. And that is number five. <laughs> and that is, uh, what's your favorite bed-related movie? Bed-related movie. Misery. No, misery, Kendall. I gave you a chance oh, to tell. Oh, bed knobs and Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what an idiot. I was giving you a chance to go on and on about bed knobs and broomsticks like you've always wanted to. And then you go and say, Misery. Well, Cliff, it doesn't really matter what I say, what I say, as long as I say it with a flair. Exactly. On Portobello Road. Amen. Amen. Evangeling. Oh, Eglantine. Eglantine. I was was wrong Disney movie. (laughs) I knew it wasn't right, but my brain wouldn't fix it. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Kendall. No, no. I don't care if you're ready. Here it comes. Number four <laughs> on the top countdown of the best things about Anador to do in bed. The number four best thing is, do you want to guess it? Uh, uh, eating. No. <laughs> you do that right after this. I'm talking about 
paranormal activity. I'm talking about when I think Whoa. about you, I touch myself. Oh. See, unlike sex, the bed is the best place to do the old one-handed hand jive. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. Not for not in the bed, no. Yes, in the bed. Where do you where are you gonna do it? The garden? Uh, maybe. Depends on who's looking. But in the bed, that's where I sleep. That's where I sleep. I can do it. You don't make a mess. Some of us do. <laughs> well, some of you need to learn a thing or two. You need to learn that those old dirty socks are not useless yet. <laughs> I'm not talking about me, Cliff. I'm talking about other people. Speaking of, and we're not speaking of, not completely related at all, but... A show that I love that I've been watching lately is At Home with Amy Sedaris. Oh, yes. Love it. Just thought I'd interject that in there. Put it in your quick books. But yeah, number so number four was Whack-A-Mole. Whack-A-Mole. <laughs> Whack-A-Mole. Well, speaking of Whack-A-Mole and Guacamole, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and put Eating as number three. Oh! Don't you love eating in bed? That's where I sleep. <laughs> well, that's why I'm not whack a mole in bed, because I eat there. You gotta keep it clean. <laughs> no. Don't you just get too many crumbs in bed? It just, you always have, end up with a big pudding stain on the sheets. Well, that's why I have to clean the sheets often. See, but if, <laughs> if you're me, they're not gonna get cleaned. You gotta look at that pudding stain. They're just gonna be sticky. <laughs> yeah. It's just gonna be there for a while, Kendall. Well. Have some more chicken, have some more pie. It doesn't matter if it's boiled or fried. What's your, favorite... more often. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to eat in bed? Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Favorite let's thing. See. Probably candy. But I'll, I will eat anything in bed. But, yeah. Um, like what kind of candy? Like a like a Snickers bar or something. Like laying in bed watching a movie, eating a Snickers bar. Great. <laughs> do, you, do you eat like a king size? Or are you, are you like me? I'm eating a bag full of miniature Snickers well, bars. Well, it's either going to be a huge bag... Or a huge king size bar. Either way, I'll go for either one. But you know, it's easier if you just have one big king bar when you're in bed, so you don't have to open all those wrappers. It's real noisy, especially if people are next to you trying to sleep. <laughs> oh, I like the wrappers because then it's like you're like, well, I could stop anytime I want. But then <laughs> you know you don't. But then I have a handful of wrappers. Yeah, yeah. Then you put them back in the bag. Then you throw the bag away. <laughs> You've really got the whole thing figured out. I've got it. The whole, the whole world, world in my hands. All right, Kendall, that was number three. That was number three. All right, well, I say we wait and do two and one. Let's wait, because right now I have some things that I need to tell you that you should know. Whoa. Time for the game show that makes you feel dumb. Things you should know. All right. I got some things to know, Cliff. I got some things to know. All right. All right. What two colors 
does a colorblind person have trouble distinguishing? Uh, red and green. Yes, it's going to be so sad at Christmas. Oh, oh, that's so sad. I know. <laughs> it's coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees. <laughs> Putting up reindeer singing songs of joy and peace. Oh, I wish I could see red and green. But I am not able. Alright. Who... But speaking of Christmas, who wasn't worn out by hosting the Holiday Sock Party on the WB in December 2001? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Dick Clark. <laughs> N- Nick Nark. It was the Holiday Sock. The Holiday Sock? What the hell are you talking about? Oh, Kendall, everybody out in there in listener land is screaming it. They knew it was the holiday sock. They're thinking, how did Kendall forget the holiday sock? That's where I was in December 2001. Where was you? I feel like I just woke up on a different planet. Cliff, how many (laughs) colored squares are there on a Rubik's Cube? No, Kendall, there are six. No, there are 54. There's 54 different colors? No, I said, how many colored squares are there on a Rubik's oh, Cube? Oh, I thought of the colors. Sorry, you just I pulled thought. a candle. Oh, whoa, damn it. Whoa. Not again. <laughs> Kendall, what do guys hope to shrink by taking the natural remedy saw palmetto? The prostate. Oh. I know because I take two pills every night. <laughs> <laughs> Does it work? And can I get pills to shrink and or enlarge anything else? Well, let me just say, nothing's been shrinking, Cliff. Damn it. All right. You know the barnacles that are on the ships, Cliff? Oh, how do I forget? Are barnacles plants or animals? They are. Kendall, barnacles are you and me. They're animals. Yes, they are. Good job. <laughs> Kendall, <laughs> finally, for me, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Think about it again. Are you ready? On second thought, I need to wait five more minutes. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Now go ahead. Coming at ya! Anyway, Kendall, what 17th century monument to undying love has pollution and neglect turned the color of unloved teeth, according to Time magazine? Is that the Sistine Chapel? No, it was heaven's no. It was the Taj Mahal. Oh, well, I'm sure the Sistine Chapel is just as yellowed. You know, it's just covered with shit. Covered with sit and shoot. Uh, shoot and sit. What, you know, <laughs> shit and soot. <laughs> shoot and sit, sit and shoot, marching and felting. Oh, shut yes, the shit up. Kendall. All right. Shut the shit up. It's time for number two. Number two. Oh, is everybody ready for my number two? Mm-hmm. We're never ready for your number two, Cliff. Kendall, when you're in bed. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> the lights are out. And you're laying back. And you're going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just so wonderful. It's the number two thing about going to bed on the top ten countdown. Going to sleep. Oh, that was going to be my number one. No, was it just, was it sleeping or going to sleep? Well, sleeping. Okay, well, going to sleep is not sleeping. Oh, all right. Going to sleep is the nice part, the fun part. 
where you're. But now I've just given away the number one like a fool, so I got to change it. It's a whole different thing. Oh God! All right. So I think going to sleep because it's it's much better. Sleeping is who knows what could happen. You could be having one of those terrible nightmares like mine where I was in the van and I got shot by. Uh, wonder. Uh, do you think that was a past life memory of how I died? Maybe. I. I think when you sleep, you go to other dimensions. <laughs> what boring dimensions I go to. <laughs> no, I, I really... Um, see, the reason I like sleep is because I'm unconscious. I don't know what's going on. I could might as well be dead. So I love it. Kendall, your whole life is a dark room. Oh, I love it. Uh, I myself am strange and unusual. Clip number one. Number one. It's and it's not sleeping. It's not sleeping. No, don't be silly. Number one is watching television in bed. Don't you love it? Don't you love just lay in bed and watch hours and hours and hours of television show while you belch uncontrollably? Ah, <laughs> but see, for me, every one of my other uh, things that I mentioned, I was already watching hours and hours of television oh, along with it. I wasn't, so there you go. That's my number one. Oh, number one. I think you must be talking about your hours spent watching Jay Leno on The Tonight Show. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. I got a headline for Those you. Those monologues. They were great. Sorry, I saw something at the corner of my eye. I got distracted there for a moment. Oh, I, oh they're bringing the cake over. Finally, <laughs> it's out. It's piping hot. You know, it distracts me easily. I know. Yeah, it's very annoying. All right, is that all you've got? That's for, all I got. For us, Kendall. That's all I got. I don't know. I don't know how you could tell. <laughs> I don't know how you could tell. All right, they're waving us over. All right, we're coming. Right now, and yes, listeners, there is a quarantine concert. I was just about to ask you that. It's a quumming your way. Here you go. Let's. I'm gonna press play. We gotta go get some cake. Okay. We'll see you next week. Save save the big piece over on the corner for me. No, I save it for me. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm back. I'm back. How's this for a uh, costume change, huh? It was, a, it was a quick change, too, right? Was it Crock-Pot? Eight, eight minutes? Uh-huh. Yeah, eight minutes. That's good. All right, we're getting it down. This next number was inspired by an episode of The Brady Bunch that I recently saw. In it, young Bobby Brady, he becomes very fascinated, very obsessed with an old outlaw cowboy from the old west and it sort of becomes a problem it's he's acting weird you know idolizing this outlaw killer cowboy and the only thing the brady's can do to stop the snowball effect of this crazy obsession of bobby's is they find 
the grandson, who's a very old man now, the grandson of someone who was killed by the outlaw killer cowboy. And only then does Bobby realize that though terrible people may be very fascinating and interesting, we don't need to put them on a pedestal, a pedestal, a pedestal. Save the pedestals for the good people like Madonna, Jake Gyllenhaal, Dolly Parton, Rosie. All right, this next number, this is for Bobby. Strutting into town like you're slinging a gun Just a small town dude with a big city attitude Bobby, are you looking for some trouble tonight? Well, alright You think you're so bad, drive the women folk wild Shoot them all down with a flash or your Brady smile Bobby, but you met your match tonight Oh, that's right you think you knock me on my feet till I'm flat on the floor Till my heart is crying, Marsha, and I'm begging for more So come on, Bobby, come on, Bobby Come on, Bobby, show me what that loaded gun is for If you can give it, I can take it Cause if this heart is gonna break, it's gonna take a lot to break it I know tonight Somebody's gonna win the fight, so if you're so tough Come on and prove it Your heart is down for the count And you know you're gonna lose it Tonight you're gonna go down in flames Just like Jesse James You're an outlaw cowboy And I'm after your hide Well you ain't so strong Won't be long till your hands are tied Tonight I'm gonna take you in, dead or alive That's right You break the laws of love in the name of desire Take ten steps back cause I'm ready baby, aim and fire Baby, there's no way you're gonna run tonight Oh, that's right Well, you've had your way with love, it's the end of the day Now a team of wild chans couldn't drag your heart away So come on, Bobby, come on, Bobby Come on, Bobby, you know there ain't nothing left to say If you can give it, I can take it Cause if this heart is gonna break, it's gonna take a lot to break it I know tonight somebody's gonna win the fight So if you're so tough, come on and prove it Your heart is down for the count and you know you're gonna lose it Tonight you're gonna go down in flames just like Jesse James You see it was Jesse James with whom young Bobby was obsessed But he learned better You think you'll knock me on my feet till I'm flat on the floor Till my heart is crying Alice and I'm begging for more So come on Bobby, come on Bobby, come on Bobby, come on can give it, I can take it Cause if this heart is gonna break It's gonna take a lot to break it I know tonight 
Carol and Michael win the fight, so if you're so tough, come on and prove it. Your heart is down for the count, and you know you're gonna lose it. So now you're gonna go down in flames, just like Jesse James. Go down in flames, just like Jesse James. You're gonna go down in flames, just like Jesse James. Gonna shoot you down, Jesse James. Kids, we need not idolize the terrible. We need not try to emulate them in any way. Listen, listen to me. All right. Now, for better or for worse, I have uh, agreed to cede the rest of my quarantine concert for the day to... Charles the contractor as the result of a small wager yesterday. So that's it for me, but please welcome to the cash register counter, DJ Drywall. Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com.